Today's episode of In the Trenches is brought to you by System 12 Guitar Method. Sign up today at RyanRoxy.com. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 and welcome to another live stream episode of In the Trenches. I am your host, Ryan Roxy, coming to you from Hole 17 at Pebble Beach, right? And if you believe that, this is, if you believe that, I've got some real estate to sell you. Uh, this is our In the Trenches golf special, folks. And uh, if you could see, I'm dressed in a little bit of an, a different attire as, uh, than I'm normally dressed in, because we are talking about Maybe my second favorite thing. I, oh, shit. I better not let Bianca hear me say that. Okay. It's one of my favorite things that I like to do besides the guitar. And uh, we're going to talking about, of course, all of this. All of this. And what are we talking about today? Well, here's my little intro and my spiel. But first of all, if this is your first time on In the Trenches, uh, just hit that subscribe button right down there. Uh, if you're listening to us on any of the audio broadcasts, thank you very much. We appreciate that. But we would also love for you to come to our YouTube official channel, which is Ryan Roxy Official, because that's where we have the live chat and all the faithful are there right now. Thank you very much for showing in week in and week out because... Uh, you know how I always talk about passing the torch of uh, rock and roll onto the next generation. Our guest today is passing the knowledge of golf and roll, if you will, onto every generation. His teaching and his YouTube channel have helped hundreds of thousands of golf maniacs with their swing. And I am one of them that uh, it's helping, definitely. I'm officially obsessed, folks. Um, you know I am. So much so that we are dedicating an entire show to that little four-letter word that causes us to scream so many other four-letter words. I'm talking G-O-L-F, golf, right? And here to help us celebrate one of the most frustrating and satisfying sports anyone could play, would you please help me welcome into the trenches golf pro and creator of the body swing, Mr. Paul Wilson. Hello, Paul. Hey! There you go. How about that for an intro, huh? <laughs> that was perfect. I like it. I like it. I like the four-letter game for four-letter words. Awesome. Yeah, Very that's, good. That's, Very fitting. It makes <laughs> that four-letter word makes you say so many other four-letter words. It sure does. <laughs> so how you doing? I'm obviously I am right. not, I am not at Pebble Beach, but uh, why not? Let's let's pretend. All right, fake it till you make you it. You gotta pretend. Yeah. Sometimes but, it you know. It helps. <laughs> you have a very nice background right now. You're coming to us live from, um, I'm thinking, Las Vegas. Is that where you do Las most Vegas. of your Las Vegas, yeah. I've been here since uh, right at the end of 2009. So 2010 was my first season teaching out here. And it's been fantastic. You know, we get sun 300-odd days a year. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and people like to come here. Who doesn't like to come to Vegas? Right? Who doesn't like to come to Vegas? Now, is it one of those things because you also teach lessons as well as your huge presence that's on YouTube? Um, people can come out and see you live and find you at, um, is, is it uh, Bears Best Vegas, Las Vegas? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's where I am. I've been there ever since I got here. Uh, it's a public course, so people can come on out and play the course. I'm usually, uh, like, sometimes I'm teaching at the very back of the range, but some, right now I'm kind of on the front here, right there on the front tee deck. And you can see I'm wearing my red shirt. So I'm pretty easy to find. He's the guy in the red shirt. It's either you or Tiger Woods in the red shirt. Is that exactly. it? Well, he only does it on Sundays, though. I do it every day. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. 
So, well, let's <laughs> tell folks what what the what the deal is. Uh, you yeah. are you ha- have basically come to to uh, me through uh, Kenny, my buddy Kenny from uh, from the states and from the Planet Axe tour. Our, our viewers know him from. Um, he turned me on to your videos, and I oh. I guys completely got obsessed with it and and then i just went directly to you and i said dude make me a case study i want to be right. Al- i want to beat alice cooper in a round of golf and you said that we could do it goal. that is yeah, the goal that is the goal that is all i i am obsessed with that goal i think about it daily <laughs> and then, see the thing is it, yeah in the golf world everyone knows alice cooper is a good golfer like, I, you know, I heard that years and years and years ago. Everybody knows that, right? He's been in golf commercials even. Right. So for you to beat him, that's going to be something special. It's, so, it's, it's, think, it, and yeah. it's going to be tough. But but at the same time, yeah. you're taking me under your wing. Um, I have been learning the body swing. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that in just a little bit. But uh, before we start, because this is our golf special, folks, we have a little bit of going back to get forward. Vic, do you have that for us? Ah, catch you on the catch you quick. So when we go back to get forward, I just want to have a brief history of what you've um, and what you've done and and uh, where you've sure. gotten to where you are today. I've done some research. I'm thinking that you're from Canada. Am I right? I grew up in Canada. Yeah, I was born in England, but then I grew up in Canada. Moved there when I was just a baby. So. I grew up there, and I was there until uh, 2002. And what got you into golf? What was the was the first time you had a club in your hand? Yeah, that was really my dad bugging me to play golf. I was a lazy kid, and I hated golf. So what, what year <laughs> was finally, it? This was I was uh, birthdays in the summer, so I was 12. The year 12, and then I birthday 13, so 12, 13. And he finally convinced me. I'm like, all right, I'll go out there. So I went out there. And, you know, back in the day at our course, you, if you hit your golf balls out into the the range, you had to go pick them up. So, you know, I'm this lazy kid. It'd take me 20 minutes to hit this bag of balls. It'd take me an hour to go pick them up because I hit them everywhere. So I'm like, oh my God, I hate this. So the first couple of years I spent in more of the shorter range. So it was about 120, 130 yards. And I would just hit pitching. I'd do full swings with the pitching wedge. And then I'd put the bag, the shag bag, where the balls ended up. And then I would just pitch to the bag and then I'd hit them the other way. And I would just keep doing that all day long. So that was kind of my, my practice. That, oh, sorry, and putting. I would putt one to four hours a day. Wow. So, yeah, I was a phenomenal putter. So I did that for two years, um, not really hitting, you know, full practice shots. And I became, uh, for after the first year, I was a 15 handicap. And keep in mind, this is this is the summer when I'm off of public school, right? Right. So that was the first year. 12 years old, year, 15 handicap. Yeah. Wow. Self-taught. So I, I had... I had no idea what I was doing. I just, I don't know, just figured it out. So then the next year I got down to an eight. So now I'm beating my dad and I'm kind of like in golf. <laughs> so then I started to actually practice. And then after the third year, I got down to a four. And then the fourth year I was scratch. 
Damn. So now I'm winning, okay, folks. I'm winning tournaments and all sorts of stuff. Like that. that would be like being, you know, on a stadium tour in your third year of playing guitar. <laughs> all right. Just yeah. so you know, that would be, wow. But, but you yeah. do make an interesting point, And this is what I take from the body swing. Um, because you say, if you learned golf at a young age, you probably started using your body because you Correct. just didn't have, but if you learn it at a later age, you were most probably using your arms. And I kind of have to say that I'm yeah. guilty and probably a lot of older guys like mm-hmm. me that, that started golf a little bit later in life were swinging with our arms. So that's what the body Absolutely. swing is all about, right? Right. Well, you know, there has to be a reason why kids pick it up quicker. Okay. So now the, the known reason, well, they're just copying mom or dad's swing. Yeah. No. <laughs> Usually. Right. So there has to be a reason why they would have, you know, perfect lag, no chicken wing, you know, <laughs> making the proper shift with their lower body through impact. There has to be a reason they would do that. Nobody's telling them to do that, yet they do that. So if you totally turned your arms off and you had minimal arm strength, let's say you were six years old and you were using mom or dad's clubs, you take the club back like this and you can't pull it down. So how are you going to hit it if you can't pull it down? It's not that you don't want to. You want to pull it down, but you, you're six years old. You have no strength in your arms. So you would immediately start using your body. And that's now, the five, right ten, way to do it. Exactly. So 5, 10, 15 years later, the kid is shooting 75, you know, whereas an adult, you know, let's say you, you pick the game up at 40. Okay. You've got arm strength and you have the ability to use your body, but you're looking at an object. The object is sitting there. Human nature is telling you to hit that object and hit it hard. So are you going to step up to that very first ball you ever hit and say to yourself, okay, I'm going to hit this ball with my legs and hips. No, you're going to whack at it as hard as you can. We might, we're going to think way more caveman. Must hit right. ball with club. Must hit ball. Exactly. <laughs> so as soon as you do that on that very first ball, branded in your brain to just whack at the ball as hard as you can. The problem is, you know, if that was the way to do it, wouldn't everybody be good? But there's only a few people that are good, right? And those people typically learned as kids. So what you're saying that's what I'm getting at. with your body swing and what you've created, um, what you are saying is there is hope for guys like me that have oh, learned with that have learned Absolutely. a little bit later in life and perhaps yeah. learned uh, not the exact fundamental proper way. Because I'll be honest with you, sure. Alice has been has been telling me about the body swing for years because um, anyone that's watches Alice Cooper on stage or watches him yeah. on the golf course, he likes his hips. He likes, uh, Oh wow. There's, there's, I think that's Paul. That's my, that's that's my your, brother. That's, that's your my brother. brother right there. So you guys look at, met. Look at the face on Alice. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he's loves into golf. <laughs> he's getting a golf book and it's like, oh. <laughs> no, that's just his face <laughs> after the show when he's tired and he wants to play poker. So I know yeah. that face. That's, that's like, I'm waiting to get on the bus to play poker. So right. <laughs> the, the thing is, I have some hope that um, that that I can learn this body swing. I, and like I said, if you go on to Paul's YouTube channel, you too can actually learn the correct fundamental way because Alice has been teaching, trying to sh- tell me about it 
But the way you explained it to mm -hmm. uh, me in the body swing and the way you've explained it in all your videos on YouTube, they, they, I can actually make sense of it a bit more and I'm spending much more time on it. So right. I, it's right. a work so, in progress, folks. Yeah. So what kind of sets me apart from other teachers is just kind of the way I say it. So I know I speak different than everyone else. Okay. I make this super simple from the very first lesson I ever gave many, you know, 30 years ago, my thought process was fast and easy. It's gotta be fast. People have got to learn this quick and it's gotta be easy. So back in the day, I knew people, were leading busy lives. If this was not going to get any better for people, they would have two jobs. You know, they're trying to learn a, a game that can potentially be difficult for some people. So I have to say it in a way that is so unbelievably simple. People will get it. If you understand it, then maybe you'll try it. Okay. Now I want people to try it for more than three balls. Okay. And that's a big mistake people make too. They, try something for three balls and then they give up and they go right back to their other golf swing that doesn't work. So this is new. It's different. So we want to give it a bucket of balls. Okay. But just try some of these things for one bucket of balls. No joke. If you try it for one bucket of balls, you will hit some amazing shots. Then you will know that you can actually do it. And that's huge. Right. And like I say, I make it so easy. I'm not going to sit there and give you technical things. So I was thinking about this the, the other day. I'm like, okay, your average person is going to go to the range once a week, maybe, and they're going to play once a week. So if I give you something that is very complex to work on, okay, you have basically, if you were playing all year long, 52 range sessions. Yeah, right? that's it. So if I'm going to make a change in my golf swing, I know immediately, like, you know, because I'm working on a little more finite details. I know that's going to take me one month, and that's if I do it every day. There's 30, okay? So keep in mind, if I give people very complex things, they're never going to get it. It's just not going to happen. Like, difficult things. So I keep it very simple. Then I want people to just do 25 practice swings a day at home. If you just do some practice swings, you're learning movements and a few positions. So you can easily practice this at home. So I'll, I'll give you a story. Okay. So I wanted to prove my theory of somebody not hitting any golf balls and actually learning it. So I was back in Canada, very busy. I'm doing you know, 12 lessons a day, this young guy, he was about, I'm going to say mid twenties comes up to me and says, Hey Paul, I'd like to start taking lessons. And I'm like, Oh, well, where am I going to put him? Like I got nowhere to put this guy. <laughs> right? So I said, okay, here's what I'll do. I will teach you on my lunch. Okay. But you got to promise me, you're not going to hit one golf ball. If I hear of you hitting one practice ball, we are done. I am never going to teach you ever again. So he agreed. This guy's shooting 95. Okay, we had the Canadian Open at our course twice. This was not a, uh, you know, this was a real golf course. So <laughs> first day, I show him the grip. Next week, I show him the setup. Next week, I show him position one. 
there's like four positions I teach. Yeah, four positions. You yeah. you, you equate it to like four guitar chords. That's that's the way right. I, I, exactly. I sort of, yeah. exactly. I love the exactly. way that you have it. Well, he just keeps doing practice swings. He was allowed to play, but he could not do any hit any golf balls. Two months later, he shot seventy five. So <laughs> it can be done. You just got to change the movement. You got to look. Like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> you look like a pro. You really, really do right. have a way of making the golf swing look like a real professional golfer. Even oh, yeah. with the, mm-hmm. the the time that I've put in so far, I can notice that my it might not go exactly where I want it to go just now, but it looks a hell of a lot better doing it. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, in mm-hmm. fact, yeah. in fact, so much that Vic, I think you have a special, this is my latest swing. This is a little uh, Easter egg for you, Paul. Uh, we, oh, I, nice. I, I, I gave you a, um, I, I put up a clip of my latest swing and I wanted you live while we're doing the, oh, in the okay. trenches golf special, just to break my swing down right now. Uh, Vic, if you could play it, it only, I think it's only like four or five seconds, but there you go. There now, okay. we're gonna put you really on the on it's pressure. Right on the takeaway, it's a little laid off there. Um, yeah. It, okay. Nice. It's getting nice. better. It's actually looking very good. Yeah. Okay. Just a tiny, tiny bit outside with the takeaway. You're laying the club off at the top. That means that the club is pointing a little to the left at the very top of the backswing. So see, he's outside right there. Setup looks real nice. So watch right here. See his club's pointing to the left. Face looks a tiny bit open there too, but we're almost hitting my follow-through positions perfectly right there. So you can start to see that that is starting to work. It's starting to look better. I don't think people realize I have literally been working with you remotely. You have literally sent me uh, one, two, I think three videos of your swing so far. Right. Right. So that is within three times Sessions, that I have emailed you back and explained what you need to work on. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, great. Fantastic. So, like I say, it's going to take people maybe a month or two right. to start dramatically changing their swing. Now, just imagine if you, you know, you're kind of doing something and you don't really look like a great golfer, how are your scores going to be? Probably not great. Right. People aren't, you're can, not going to think, believe it yourself. Right. But if I can transform you, make you look like a pro, you would then have the right fundamentals. So you should play and hit great shots. Not that you're going to be, you know, on TV, but if you have the right fundamentals, you're going to hit the ball amazingly well. So it's the look of the swing that I, that's one of the things I'm after. I need you to look like a better player. If you look like a better player, you will become a better player. I have a, a I have a, a guitar course we have over here at the RGA. Yeah, we yeah. have the System 12 guitar method, and I am going to adopt that sort of mentality. And I'm going to maybe have an addendum to the course with that's just on posing. I have to have the right guitar Absolutely. pose, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Look, if you if you grab your guitar and you, you know look like you don't know what you're doing, you're that's, that terrible. makes total sense to me. I love right? it. You gotta have the flow. You know, you gotta. Bob your head. <laughs> well, we see we say that golf and rock, you know, a lot of people go, ah, they don't they don't mix, but obviously Alice Cooper has been able to combine the two. Absolutely. Your method, uh, you immediately told me about the four positions 
think of it as four chords. And one of the pieces of advice yeah. you gave me, you said, don't start playing, you know, don't start playing these really intricate rhythms until you learn the actual bar chords or, you know, the way you explained it was like, Hey guy, just learn the song simple. And that's exactly what we do with system 12. I, I tell, I teach people to, to play with first, they're just their one finger and then they can add the power chords and then they can add all the stuff and the rhythm later. But exactly. you, that's what you explained to me with the golf moves. Yeah. The hitting hard would be somebody trying to play these power chords like right out of the gate you know it's like you gotta have the touch it's gotta be gentle go easy for a little bit get the moves do them slow you know i'll tell someone to swing at 50 percent, but you know they still smash it as hard as they can it's like why would you do that if you're trying to learn something you know a certain movement you know why not at least do the move i call it doing it right at one mile an hour instead of wrong at a hundred, you know? I say the same thing with a guitar. I say, yeah. I, and, and honestly, they're in the trend. They're in the chat right now. They must know how many times I say, I would rather you play it slowly and correctly than, exactly. than play it quickly and out of time and not disjointed. So you don't even know what song it is. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like the guitar, the guitar chord thing. So this is the story I, I tell someone. So, you know, you, it's very much like playing a guitar. Okay, so you go, you're having a midlife crisis. You go to the guitar store. You go, wow, I always wanted to be like Ryan Roxy. <laughs> I wanted to be a rock star. So you're in this guitar store. You look up and you go, wow, look at that guitar. So they put it in the case. What do they do? They throw a chord book in there and they send you on your way. So you go, okay. How do I learn this guitar? So you open the book and you go, uh, uh, I gotta play a C, right? So you're like, uh. so that is like one of the positions. So how long is it gonna take you to strum a C? Half decent, you know? That would be like you mastering one position. Right. Now you move on to a G, okay? So you again, you gotta learn the fingering of a G. Oh, what's a G? Uh, you know, and then it sounds terrible. Now you got to go from a C to a G, okay? So in sequencing four chords, which is basically the four positions I teach, it's going to take you a little time. So you just sit there, learn the position, do the position, do the practice swings at home, yeah. and then in no time you've got it. Like within a month or two, you're playing the best call of your life. And you know, I'm telling you, I'm getting very excited myself. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I love that clip. And, and just so you know about that clip, because we are at the In the Trenches uh, golf special, folks. And thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we are here with golf pro Paul Wilson and talking about his body swing. In order to hype myself up for this episode, you know what I did over the weekend? I watched the Jack Nicholas or Jack Nicholas. I, I, you know, I used to say Jack Nicholson all the time. Got Jack Nicholson know, and Jack Nicholson always combined. But I, I watched the Jack Nicholas versus Sam Sneed at oh. Pebble Beach, 1963, Shell's Wonderful World of Golf. And you know what? That's where that clip was because I was getting excited myself. Nice. Wasn't I, I love those Shell Wonderful World of Golf. <laughs> they were great. Yeah. And, and, and so I watched it right over the weekend and, and uh, my wife, Bianca, says, what? 
what are you doing, Rox- Roxy? You know, it's not enough that you play golf all, and, and are in the living room swinging the club in our living room, so almost hitting the lamp and breaking. I've hit, I've hit the lamp once or twice, actually. Yeah. You know, yeah. but but at the same time, she's like, well, you're watching. I go, this is research, baby. It's research. I'm doing research for the for the upcoming golf special, and that's what we're doing. That's right. <laughs> that's what I would do when I was growing up. You know, I was... If I broke something around the house, I'd just say, oh, well, I was just doing practice swings. See, I could break anything if it was golf-related. If it wasn't golf-related, then i get in trouble. <laughs> so right. I just realized that, oh, yeah, I was just swinging clubs. <laughs> Well, I want to move on to the main event, which is which is the body swing. We've been talking about it, but I want to talk about what it was based on and basically yeah. how you came to this because you you went through a bit of an evolution. Sure. I know that you've had you've had other um, other types. It's been evolving. You had swing machine over the years. I think that was one of yeah. the first things. And then you've also had yeah. other types of programs. How did the body swing incorporate and where was the inspiration? Sure. From? So like I was saying in the beginning, I became a scratch golfer in four years. So I was self-taught and then I really started loving golf. You know, I was winning tournaments and you know, just thought this was the greatest thing. So I wanted to be the best player in the world. So I, when I just turned 19, I went down to Florida and my goal was to just play and practice, become the best. And I would practice more than anyone. (laughs) So I get down there and, you know, these courses are tree-lined like this. So I'm hitting some bad shots. I'm like, man, I, you know, I got to learn the fundamentals here. I got to know why I'm hitting these shots. Right. I need some golf. I need some lessons. So I go to our pro. I take a lesson. I go out and I shoot 96. So I'm used to shooting 72. I'm shooting in the ninth. Like, this is a disaster. That's my number, actually. So a whole week goes by shooting in the 90s. I'm like, I need another lesson. So I do another lesson. Still shooting in the 90s. You know, maybe the odd time high 80s. The pro gets too busy, doesn't have time to teach me, leaves me on my own. I know nothing about the golf swing. I had a thousand balls a day, every day, seven days a week for two years, getting it sideways. I had no idea where it was going. Thousand a day, I counted them. (laughs) Yeah, try it. (laughs) I did that for two years. You're almost practicing the wrong thing, though. Yeah, I was just beating golf balls. That's why I tell people, stop hitting golf balls. I hit more balls in a year than you will hit it in your life. And I didn't get it. (laughs) You gotta learn the moves. You get the moves, you get the ball. And it but saves you money. That. It saves you money at the uh, driving range too, because I yeah. when since since I've been uh, working with the body swing and you, um, I will take one bucket of balls and it will last me more than two or three buckets. I see oh, other people go. They'll go back absolutely. to the the machine two or three because again they're yeah. just hitting the ball and maybe yeah. practicing bad habits. So yeah, I, I love the fact that you say one ball, th- three practice swings, three or four practice swings for every one ball you hit, or maybe even right. more. Right. Yeah. Or you know, if you hit three balls, back up and do nine or ten practice swings. Try to. It's a ratio, right? You got to do it right to wrong. At a potentially a three to one ratio. So if you do three right, so let's say you got a, you know, a hundred balls, right? And you just whack all those balls. Okay. How many times are you going to do it right? You're going to do it right 25 times. Okay. You're doing it wrong three to one. 
Now, let's just switch the numbers. You got 100 balls. You do three practice swings working on something. So you're going to do 300 right plus 25 versus 75 wrong. How fast are you going to learn something? Pretty fast. Now, if you want to take it even and get it even faster, you know, back in the day, I was working on this one technique. And I would do a five to one ratio. So I did five practice swings, one ball. And that technique had, with your setup, it had nine positions. So I would do nine positions five times. And then I would hit one ball. I would do that all day from morning till night. Every day I did that for five weeks straight. I wanted to learn this one technique. So this is how much I would practice in a day. Not that you have to do that. But well, I, I told you I'm obsessed. You know, so I, I'm thinking about, what, do I have that much time to practice? I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what you do is you leave clubs around your house. Okay. So, you, right there. you know, yeah, five or 10 times a day, you're going to pass by that club. Okay. Or wherever it is. So I need you to pick that club up and give me like 25 practice signs. Okay. If you can just do 10, that's fine. Then do another 10 later. It's about repeating the movement. Why the practice swings are so powerful is because there is no ball there. If there's no ball, you're not thinking whack the ball. Now you can focus on the position. Think of its importance. You know, I give feedback of each position. So people will know they're doing it 100% right. And that's the point. I need you to do this without me. Isn't that the goal? You got to do it on your own. So if I don't give you positions that are precise, that you can repeat and know you are doing it 100%, then you're going to have to keep bugging me. <laughs> I want you to go away. <laughs> that's exactly the way I feel about the guitar. I mean, even though I love everybody that's in the, the Roxy Guitar Army and I want this community to keep growing and growing, but I want you to learn and then tell other people about it so we can keep this going. But then once you've learned, then you go on your own journey. And I think, you know, from now on, anybody that's in the RGA that wants to take up golf and uh, learn something with Paul Wilson, I want you to have a club somewhere in your apartment or house. And I also want it right next to the guitar because you should always have a guitar there as well. Of course. Right? Of and, course. and that's the whole thing. You have some sort of, uh, you have music uh, in your body and you have music that you've been playing for years as well. So how did those combine and how long have you been playing music and do you have a guitar right now near you? I, I don't have one right near me. This is my little office here. I so was, I was able to bring this out all the way out to Pebble Beach. Can you believe that? All the way out to Pebble Beach. It's right by my side. <laughs> do you have a club? Do you have a club by you? I, I don't have anything right here. No. <laughs> Uh, they're everywhere, though, everywhere around the house. So he, here's a story there. Like, I could have been a rock star many years ago. So I, I remember to this day, my buddy in high school, he was a phenomenal guitar player. Like, at 16, he knew every Led Zeppelin song, live version and studio version. <laughs> and his brother was a drummer. So his brother was going to sell his drum set. So I asked my dad, I said, hey, you know, I got this, you know, good deal on this drum set. Can I get a drum set? He's like, eh, maybe you can get a guitar. <laughs> I think he didn't want the loudness. My brother's a drummer. <laughs> I didn't think he wanted me, you know, playing drums all day. So 
I got a guitar way back, you know, when. So I've been on and off with that. And then, of course, you know, I had the golf thing. So the golf was my obsession. Okay. So, you know, playing literally morning till dark every day, you know, I just didn't have time to keep it going. So, you know, about five years ago, I, I kind of got back into it and, you know, started playing again. And I like to record my own songs. <laughs> as bad as I am. Yeah. But I don't like to play other people's songs. I like to play my songs. So, so did, just now, did you learn, did you learn from a course or did you, are you self-taught with guitar as well? Uh, I, you know, have done a bit of internet stuff right. and, you know, a few courses like that, but nothing major. And then kind of my, maybe my pitfall was trying to go, you know, too fast and trying to learn like lead guitar. So <laughs> practice what you preach, baby. You got to like, just do, do the same way you teach yeah. golf. You know, I, 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 know. I know that we have a, a little bit of a, um, uh, we have a co-op going and that's not just Alice Cooper's son's band's name. Uh, it's a, it, that I, um, I will do my best to help you with guitar and, and your recordings. If I can just, Perfect. if you can get me to just, you know, beat Alice Cooper in one game of golf, that's our deal. Exactly. And, exactly. and that'll happen 100% of the time. My microphone's freaking out on me. It really is when microphones go wild. And this is a good time to actually talk about it because you know what? It's a great microphone right now. It's just that my stand's having a little bit of a of a breakdown right now. But let's go take a really quick commercial break because we are t- uh, checking out Paul Wilson and his body swing. And this is the In the Trenches golf special. Vic, run that commercial, baby. Hello, folks. Roxy here. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I'm very excited today to announce our newest sponsor, Biodynamic. They produce some of the industry's very best quality microphones and headphones, and that's why they're the perfect fit right here in the trenches. You're hearing my voice today through the great TG V70 microphone. This mic is perfect for any home studio, plus I get to use it on stage. I have paired the mic with the legendary Biodynamic studio headphones, and they're called the DT770 Pros. These are amazing for analytical listening, truly the most authentic sound experience I've ever had. So whether it's listening to a podcast or one of your favorite albums, I definitely recommend these. Treat yourself right with Biodynamic Gear, the gold standard in high fidelity. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Oh, man, I just had a wrestling match with my microphone. Vic saw it in the back. But, folks, thank you very much for tuning in to our In the Trenches Golf Special. I am your host, Ryan Roxy. We are here with golf pro Paul Wilson, and we are talking about the creator of the body swing. We are talking a lot of things golf swings because it's the golf special. The inspiration, though, behind it didn't come from a human it came from a machine almost like the terminator and Mm -hmm. uh can you tell us that story of how there you are is that you with t2 and what and what do they call that machine and what is it let's please explain it to me that's the iron byron so that was created by true temper uh they wanted a machine to test their golf shafts so they Back in the day, this is back in 1963, they were trying to come up with a human golf swing. So they tested all the top pros and amateurs of that era. 
So they were looking for the person to model this machine after. So what they found was, and this isn't me saying this, this is the inventor saying this. So when I shot those videos, I flew in the actual inventor of Iron Byron. Right. So I asked him, George, you know, how did you come up with a machine that could replicate a human golf swing? So he said, well, they tested all these golfers and top amateurs. And what they found was all pros had amazing similarity in their swing. All pros. Right. He said, that is what allowed us to have a machine concept. So they chose Byron Nelson because he had the most efficient swing, least amount of energy for the maximum distance hit. And when I was talking to him, he said that Byron Nelson was the only golfer whose numbers didn't vary throughout the day. Consistency. So they were measuring. Yeah. yeah, they were measuring them throughout the whole day, trying to find the one, and his numbers didn't change. That's how good Byron Nelson was, arguably the best of all time. So they made that machine replicate his golf swing. So take it back. So I did the two years, hitting a 1,000 balls a day, getting nowhere. I took a couple years off because I was ready. <laughs> I was ready for a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, as you so, as you do when when yeah. you when you hit a wall, sometimes it's back. It's better to just step back a little bit. That's right. So I get back into golf. Now I'm going to the best teachers in the world. I'm building the swing. Okay, I'm working on the positions. I finally get it. It's a, you got to do the positions. Man, I am hitting it everywhere. I like I, nothing I do gets me hitting it straight. So I'm like, you know. I don't know. So I went on to this internet thing. What is this internet? I don't even know what this is. <laughs> this is back in 1999. I must have typed in the word golf. Golf. True Tempers website came up. And on it was a link that said Iron Byron. So I clicked on it. And that video you just saw of the machine looping. Yeah. So I see Iron Byron right here. I see this hitting a ball. So I'm watching I keep seeing it like that, and I think to myself, oh, wow, that kind of looks like a golfer. I don't see the nuts and bolts to it. To me, it looks like a golfer. So I said, well, why don't I just figure out the machine? It's 100%. hits it dead straight every single time. And it was modeled after Byron Nelson's golf swing. So some people have a hard time wrapping their head around the nuts and bolts to it. They keep seeing a robot. I saw a golfer. So I figure it out. It's real simple. It only does three things. So I go out to play golf a few days later. I am hitting it everywhere. I get to number 11, and I remember back to the machine. I'm just like, how does that machine work? So I kind of go up here. I go, okay, that'd be the arms, okay, body, uh, legs are the motor. So I do three practice swings, step up, boom, 300, dead straight. I put it six feet. Next hole, we had a 250 par three. I hit two irons, six feet. Next hole, 300 dead straight within feet again. I hit every fairway, every green, like the best golfer you've ever seen. The that previous is I did it sideways. Dream, dream. So that machine, you got to imagine, this is 10 years of trying absolutely everything. So this is why I can relate to people. I have tried everything <laughs> to get my swing back. And the machine did it. 
it, it was like the machine allowed me to understand why not hitting with my arms was going to work. You use this term powerless arms. And that's correct. Yeah. And you also use physics. And I love the way that you, because now I feel like I know physics because you say simple yes, physics. Well, <laughs> not for good, not for me. That's kind of, <laughs> don't know much about uh, the thing is, you talk about axes and your body's the axis, and then you have yep. mass, yep. and then you have string, and your arm is basically the string. Yeah, well, you know, if you look at the arm on that machine, right, maybe maybe throw that up again just so they can kind of see it. Uh, maybe just the still, the front, the front view of the still of it. So right here. So you see it's got an arm right there, right? right? And then there's a motor. Okay, so actually, let me back up. So when people look at it, they don't they don't quite get it. So right. they they think they think the legs of the machine are your legs, and that is not the case. There's a motor there. That motor represents the golfer's legs and hips. The round motor. Now, if you take you take that arm off the machine, there's a drive shaft sticking out of the top of that machine. That represents the golfer's upper body. So. You know, that's another thing people say. Well, it doesn't have shoulders. Yeah, it does. It's the drive shaft that's underneath that arm. It'd be like the uh, post of your watch or, you know, on a, on a watch. Right. You got the gears under the face. You've got little posts sticking up. That's your body, right? And then you've got that arm connected to the post. So that arm right there never moves on its own. It only moves when that motor turns the drive shaft which moves the arm at the end of the arm is a hinge that is your wrists right that hinge is loose so it hinges it rehinges that's where the re power comes from the power comes from the loose hinge at the end of the arm so imagine you're up at the top of your golf swing like that machine right there and you try to whack at that ball as hard as you can you're going to lock that hinge Right. If you lock the hinge on a machine, it doesn't work. So you need really loose wrists, not a loose grip, loose wrists. That's a very, That's very hinge. good point is your grip should be, I think you say eight out of Secure. 10, eight out of 10. Correct. By nine. the time you hit the top, it's going to be eight out. You're holding on, but your wrists are loose. That's Damn. a fine line that can be done. Damn. Your body is the drive shaft of the machine and that is powered with your legs and hips so for me when i saw the machine and then i thought about the machine keep in mind my swing looked pretty good now i just was hitting it everywhere so i hit the top of the back swing and i go okay right here what would the machine do oh it would never move the arm unless the motor turned the drive shaft so I completely turned my arms off. See, the problem for me was I was always trying to hit or help the shot. Nobody ever said, don't hit it with your arms. So I spent those old 10 years whacking at it with my arms as hard as I could. And like I said, I was hitting it everywhere. Yeah, you're not going to get the day consistent I results. Stop, yeah, the day I stop and completely turn my arms off, I go from that to that. So the machine must have told me something. So 
when I looked at the machine and I realized the arm was not moving independently, you know, it, it stopped me from hitting. It gave me the reason why not hitting was going to work. If it worked on the machine, it should work on me. The machine was modeled after Byron Nelson's golf swing. They didn't just pick it out of thin air. They made a copy his swing. So I'm like, okay, if I turn my arms off, I should hit this perfectly. So very first ball, I kill it dead straight. I'm like, oh, wow, that worked. I'm going to try it again. And then it worked again and again and again and again. I'm like, oh, my God, that was it. I have been hitting all this time. And it was the weirdest feeling. Like when you've been trying to hit it hard with your arms and then you completely turn your arms off, it literally feels like the club is slowing down when it hits the ball. I was always trying to speed it up. So when I didn't hit, it felt like it slowed down. Yet I look at it and I just, I was killing it. And you actually not, say that the club is supposed to feel heavy as well. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So uh, imagine your arms are like strength, right? right. And the golf club, the whole club, not the club head. The whole club the is whole the mass. The whole club is mass. Yeah, and that's where people kind of go wrong too because they look at the head and they go, wow, look, you know, I'm going to whack that ball. It's like I don't even see it like that. Your arms are like string. The club is mass. Your body is your hand twirling it, right? So how do you twirl a weight on a piece of string? Well, you twirl your hand, which moves the weight. So imagine your arms are the string and the club's the weight, then the club should feel heavy to a piece of string, right? So your golf club should feel very heavy. And this is how everyone out there can tell if they're using their arms or not. If your club feels light, you're too tight. So make the club feel super heavy. Like to me, it is crystal clear. It feels like I'm swinging a five pound weight when I hit a ball. Yeah. All right. All right. I got to do, I got to get into that okay. even more. I, I've been trying to visualize that, but again, you have a certain way of saying things and a, a lot of things, the way you say it, a hundred percent of the time. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. You just, you know, the machine's a hundred percent, right? right. <laughs> well, it's amazing that, 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 uh, that inspired you, but you were able to translate it that, you know, it was, Inspired from a human, but then you got inspired by the Correct. machine, and then Absolutely. you were able to translate it to most what 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 the average golfing human can right. do with it, and that and now that, right. that's what you've been able to create with the body right. swing. I so like then that. I take it one step further, though. So you know, people hit bad shots. So not only did I understand what made the hit machine hit perfect shots. I thought to myself, well, what would they have to do to the machine to make it hit bad shots? As soon as you know that, now you can fix your own golf swing instantly. Right. So that's why I don't have a problem fixing people, and very quickly. Like a slicer, not a problem. I can fix you in like five minutes. This is apparently one of the videos that, that Vic just okay. put up. That, that, that this is an early on. This is one of the early so pictures. And you can is, see how my swing has evolved, yeah? yeah. This All is right. the very first video you ever sent me. So what we're going to do first is we're going to critique your golf attire. Okay. <laughs> I'm dressed much better today, aren't I? Vic, is this, a, is this just a still shot or is this a video? That is, that uh, is a still. It's just a still shot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. well, so, you know, it's Sweden. It's cold. So right. it happens there. That's all right. Okay. So it just, in looking at your swing right there, okay, we've got a bit of a strong grip. 
So you can tell in the in the right hand there. See how you have that hacked off like that? Yeah, my grip. Is, so the strong grip strong. is going to, that's a very natural thing to do because you want to hit the ball hard with your arms. So you're trying to feel it in a strong position in your stronger hand. Now, remember the machine. The machine has a left arm going back and down, and then the arm becomes the right arm after the ball is hit. So I need to weaken your right hand so it doesn't dominate your swing and get you hit it. So we need more of a neutral grip. But here, here now, you go. Here, me and you, let's yeah. go full screen real quick again, Vin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The thing is, we are, um, let's go, just me and, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. I have this theory with guitar, and I think it helps you with golf as well. Yeah. I have this theory that if you are left-handed and you are playing guitar traditionally right-handed, you are in an advantageous position. Absolutely. Be- because with guitar, all your coordination is in your left hand. When guitar yeah. first started, when guitar first started, it was more important for your uh your hand to be more coordinated in the uh, right hand because of the right. classical, you know, arpeggios and, and your hand was kind of stagnant. But when they invented the guitar pick, the right hand just goes up and down. Yeah, yeah. And now you needed the left hand to be more dominant. I'm a left hander. Interesting. Oh, I'm a left hander. Okay. So my strong hand is actually, and I'm playing right handed. I'm according to you, I'm in a better position because I Absolutely. am I am stronger in my left hand and my my traditionally right hand which would should be the stronger hand is actually weaker. Correct. So you've got the arm of the machine. So a lot of people, you know, they are dominant in the bottom hand and they just sit there try to, you know, kill it with their with their strong hand. So if you look at your grip, it's only slightly strong. It's not crazy strong you know usually the person's like way stronger than that so if we can just move that hand just a little more on top then you're pretty neutral you got a nice neutral position with your left it's just the right is just a hair strong am i bow-legged is there a problem with my bow-leggedness i don't know yeah your knees are kind of flared out a little bit so i kind of knock them in just slightly i I did like the rest of your the rest of your setup was actually pretty good though now yeah, as you go back like that, you can see that forward knee coming straight out of the camera. So that's a huge problem right there. Okay. And you're lifting that forward heel way too much. Way too so, much. Okay. Yeah, that needs to fall. Like if your shoulders are coiling, your lower body would follow that coil. Right here, your lower body is coming outwards. Your upper body is coiling. So it's creating a little too much resistance there. Paul? And then. Go ahead. Little little breakdown in your forward arm, the, the left arm at the top. So you know, these changes are, you know, it's it really doesn't look that bad. You know, a few little things here. Coming down here, you know, you tend to move ahead of the ball. Yeah. You know, but you. let's go down to the next one here. Okay, so this is a problem right That's here. That's the chicken so, wing. Yeah, so if you look at your left arm there, you can see how it's all buckled. So that's a chicken wing. We want that straight. Well, yeah, because imagine the weight on the piece of string, right? So right here, your club is the weight. Your arms are the string. So if you have a weight on a string at this moment in time, the string would be pulled taut. Right. It'd be stretched out. So now I'm, I'm locking up a little too much. Okay. Yeah, so you're shortening the piece of string. 
right? You started with a piece of string that was three feet long, and now you're hitting it with a string that's two and a half feet long. All right. So the arc's getting narrower. You start manipulating the face, twisting it all over the place. So you're going to be very inconsistent. All right, folks. And, I, I, full you know, disclosure, this was a couple weeks ago. This is before I really – because honestly, yeah. I I – I, I'm, uh, I can't give you excuses or anything like that, but it, it, I have improved a lot, I feel, with the follow-through. Maybe the chicken arm, Absolutely. the chicken wing is still a little bit of an issue, and I'm going to work on stretching it out. But, mm-hmm. folks, there, yeah, I can see it. I can see the whole problems with it. But I don't want to talk about my problems. You know, I don't want to talk so much about my problems because I have a, something a little special. I promised some celebrity golf appearances. And oh, that, nice. and so this, and because I know we're on a, on a, uh, a time constraint right now, um, I want to get right into Let the People Speak. But this week, it's Let the Celebrity Golfers Speak. Vic? Yeah. No, no uh, graphic for let the celebrity golfers speak. Oh, I thought there'd be one. Okay, this is the golf special uh, in the trenches. We're here with Paul Wilson, and um, folks, I'm not the only one that's obsessed with golf. There's a lot of people that are out there, uh, friends of the show as well. So we had them uh, tape some questions. If you can um, run the first oh, one nice. from our uh, good folks, uh, good good man Kenny Bailey, drummer of the Planet Axe Tour. Kenny was the one that actually turned me on to you and all your wonderful oh, videos. <laughs> so Kenny Bailey, uh, you have a question? Go for it, my friend. Hello, Ryan and Paul. Kenny here coming at you from beautiful TPC Deer Run in Silvis, Illinois. Paul, I want to thank you for the last two years. Been watching your videos and it's lowered my handicap by about four strokes. So thank you very much. Today I have two questions for you. The first one is, is there any rule of thumb on how close or far to stand away from the ball? Sometimes I feel really crowded to it and other times I feel like I'm reaching for it. So I was wondering if there's a rule of thumb that you can talk to us about. And then also, do you have any guidance on alignment? It seems like sometimes when I step up to the ball, I'm just not feeling like I'm aligned to the pin the right way. And I'm either pulling my hands in or once again, trying to push them out to get the ball to go to the right place. Thank you again for helping me with my game. I really appreciate it. And thank you for taking my questions today. There you go. Wow, that was awesome. <laughs> now, Thanks, his first one was was distance to All the right. ball. Is there? Yeah. Is, is there so, any... this is it's pretty simple, but you know you have to be very aware of how the club is sitting on the ground. So if the club is sitting on the ground like this, you want the toe just slightly higher than the heel. Now, if you do that, that is going to determine you know, or help you determine the distance to the ball. So if the club is too flush, or maybe you have the toe down, that would cause you to get too close to the ball. If the toe was up too much, now that you'd be standing too far away from the ball. So you want the toe just slightly higher than the heel. And then you want to measure from the butt of the golf club to your belt buckle about six or seven inches. So toe slightly up and then butt of the club to your belt buckle about six or seven inches. So I hope you're about, taking notes. You know, everybody in the chat room. Hey, big. 
Kenny Bailey, okay. I hope you're taking notes. What about alignment? So then alignment. Alignment, in my opinion, is the most important lesson in golf. So kind of weird, right? Alignment. Why would that be so important? Well, imagine if you're aimed way to the right, you need a flaw to hit the ball to the left down the middle of the fairway. So now, why would you ever fix your flaws? You need a flaw to hit a good shot. Fix the flaw, you hit a bad shot. So you're seeing good shots as bad shots and bad shots as good shots. Hmm. So why not understand where your ball is even going, what your swing is even doing first? If you have flaws, now you would know you should probably fix them, right? If you keep using the flaw to hit good shots, why would you ever fix it? You would never fix it. So the easiest way to get this is to just understand that your body for a right-hand would be slightly left of the target. Lefties would be slightly right of the target. And this varies for how far you look into the distance. Let's say you were going to hit a driver, right? You're going to line up your ball so it goes down the middle of the fairway. Your shoulder line would be down the left side of the fairway. For lefties, it would be right side of the fairway. Mm. So what you want to do, you want to really put down an alignment stick on the range when you're practicing on a daily basis. So if you watch every pro puts an alignment stick down. So it's a visual thing, right? If you put the alignment stick on the ground daily and you're perfectly aligned on the range, then visually that will look normal when you go out to the golf course. If you're misaligned all the time, you don't even know what square is. I officially am an alignment stick owner and I never was for all the years before. Ever since I met you, I have, I've ordered from Amazon alignment sticks. I'm telling you you right that. I I like it. And just another way to do it. You just put your finger or your hand like this on your shoulders when you get ready to set up. Okay. So you're setting up for the ball. Don't put the club on your shoulders. Okay. Because people tend to still move the club. So you take, you take your setup. Okay. You're getting ready to hit your shot. You take your back hand off the club, you put it on your shoulder, and then that will tell you exactly where you're aimed. So you need that shoulder for righties, it would be slightly left of target. Lefties, it would be slightly right of target. Okay, that's a real quick and easy way to check your alignment. So if it's off, then just adjust your stance. All right. Well, let me let me move on because I know we're we're stressed for a little bit for Mm -hmm. time. So I want to move some more questions Uh, in the trenches. Fan favorite, uh, Mr. Chuck Garrick from Bisto Blanco has a question. Chuck, go for it. Hey, gang. How are you? Chuck Garrick here. Consistently inconsistent golfer. Hey, Paul. Thanks for uh, your time today and uh, answering uh, all of our questions. Uh, I've been playing a lot of golf thanks to the pandemic and also uh, looking forward to playing a lot of golf on tour. Um, I've gotten better, much better and more consistent, but I still struggle with a couple of things. And I have a question for you regarding um, the game on the course versus, you know, how it's going on the driving range or the practice range. So when I go to the practice range or driving range, I'm there to practice. I'm going through different clubs. I'm really focusing on tempo, uh, swing plane. 
um, you know, using all the tools that uh, I've learned that have worked for me from different lessons and video lessons and what have you. Um, and I'll have a great day at the range, but at the same time, I'm not just aimlessly hitting balls. I'm having a purpose out there. I, I'm picking a target. I'm going through a variety of clubs, and um, I have a reason for being there and not just to crack a bunch of balls. But I notice sometimes that I go out onto the course, um, it just seems like things go a little differently. And I understand out on the range, there's, you know, there's no bunkers and trees and things like that. But it really just gets a little bit different at times. And I don't know if it's the landscape or if it is the importance of now each shot, which I do think does play a thing with me, where now all of a sudden each shot counts. But I was wondering if there's some sort of tool or exercise, something you could uh, suggest for the mind or for something out, out on the uh, driving range that might help uh, just bring the consistency from the range to the course. Thanks again. Take care, guys. See you in September and October. There he is, Chuck Garrett, Beast oh, of the question. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, there's uh, that is a big problem for a lot of people. So when you take it from a range to the course, okay, you have one ball, so now you are under pressure. When you go to the course, you are now thinking distance thoughts. Okay, this is a huge problem. So what that means is you're standing on the first tee, you're looking out down the fairway, and you go, wow, see that bunker down there? I got to hit this drive to that bunker. That's a distance thought. See, so now you're going to try and kill it. Arms will creep in. They'll start manipulating the face. You'll start hitting it everywhere. So what I try to get people to do is pick different targets other than distance targets. Okay, so imagine if you looked way in the distance. You looked two miles in the distance and there was a mountain there or a tree way down there that you couldn't possibly hit. Okay, that would be a better target. How about something that is, you know, 10 yards in front of you? Okay, you're easily going to hit it 10 yards. So you're not thinking distance at that point. You see what I mean? So different target, not I have to hit it 250 to that bunker right there. That's a distance thought. So that's one thing. Next thing is... I tell people, when you go to the course, you are going to go from that range, you're going to go on that first tee, and you are going to swing at 50%. Okay? 50%. You told me that, yeah. Your 50% is probably 80%. Okay? You go out there swinging 100%, it is going to be a disaster. Next thing, when you go to play, okay, if you're going to play a round of golf, you need to go out to that range and you're going to hit about 25, 30 balls. That is it. When you hit those balls, you don't care where they go. They could go anywhere. It doesn't matter. You are on the range to loosen up. If you hit the ball great on that range, you will shoot a million when you go to play because your expectation levels are way too high. So you're going to go, wow, look at those shots. I'm hitting on the range. You step on the first tee. You think you're going to hit those shots. Now, if you don't, <laughs> now you start second-guessing yourself. You're putting a lot of pressure on yourself when you stand on the first tee. Now, if you sat there and just hit them everywhere on the range, it doesn't matter. I'm just warming up. Now you go to the first tee with zero expectations. Okay? Now you usually play a good golf, a good round of golf. 
Anybody who's played golf has done that. They hit it great on the range and terrible on the golf course. That's because your expectations are too high. And one other thing people can do, I thought of this a long time ago. So I was on the range working on some stuff. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go play nine holes. But I just had all these thoughts. I'm like, how can I clear my mind when I play this round of golf? So I just thought to myself, okay, well, why don't I just say the numbers one, two, three to myself? And that if I'm thinking of those numbers, then I'm not thinking about my swing changes that I was making. So I step on the first tee, and I go one, two, three in my mind. On three, I just took it back and hit it, and I shot two under for that nine holes. So that was, <laughs> that was amazing because I was right in the middle of some serious swing changes. I'm kind of hitting it. You know, I'm trying that tomorrow. Five different things on my I'm trying that tomorrow on, on the first tee. I, I'm going to try the one, three, two, three method. Three, take it back, hit it. And okay. at 50%, go 50%. 50%. Okay, I am telling you, you go 50%, you will hit shots that are absolutely mind-blowing. And you that won't even believe it. It's let, like, let me get let me get these two other questions. Your answers are amazing. I I you know me. I, I a golf special. I'd have a golf special every other week, folks. But I I definitely want to have you back, especially when we celebrate our victory. Of course, uh, you know against we, Alice. Against yeah. Alice. Uh, but that's our goal. But I we do have another celebrity golfer question. Oh, another okay, yeah. uh, in the trenches alumni. It's Paul Blazik from Calais. He plays golf with. Mike Inez from uh, Allison Chains, but uh, also Paul Blazik, you have a question for us. Hit it, Vic. Hello, my name is Paul Blazik, and Ryan, thank you so much for having me in In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy again. Today, I guess uh, you have a featured guest, pro golfer Paul Wilson, who also is a rock fan, and uh, you want me to ask him a question about golf, which I will, because I need help with something. This is kind of a two-part question, Paul. First of all, um, when teeing off, whatever club I'm using, why am I slicing it to the right? Every time. Um, I don't know if it's, I have to concentrate on my feet, on my hips, on my shoulders, my hands, placement of the ball, is the tee too high or low? Got that question, so I need help with that. And also a second part question, Paul, when on the back nine and you're running low on beer, is it okay to move to whiskey? <laughs> I just need to know that. Thank you very much. Have a great day. <laughs> I, <laughs> a little smile at the end. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't, I didn't actually watch any of these questions. I love that. Oh my god. Well, the I can answer the first all one, right. Paul. You got to watch all of Paul Wilson's. YouTube videos because they're all all those helps all those quick fixes all those hacks are there of why you push fade it push it I mean you know off the tee right yeah curing slices is one of my specialties so you know I can typically cure a slicer in literally five to ten minutes and I'm talking going from massive slice to dead straight in five to ten minutes it's two steps first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna Hit the top of your backswing, and then you're going to roll your wrists over and get it hooking. Okay, you got to do that on right purpose. at the top of the back on purpose. Okay, so you got to imagine if you're hitting a slice, the face is open to the path, right? So you're swinging over the top, and the face is open. So basically, you're doing nothing right. All right, so if you 
rolled your wrists over and you hit a hook. Well, guess what? First off, you're no longer a slice, right? Yeah. But you're on the wrong direction, okay? Because it's going, you would be hitting pull, you would be pull hooking it. So you're on the right. Now you, now you only have to fix the path. So you're going to get half of it right first. And this is where people go wrong. You know, I get them to roll it over. Now they hit a huge shot going 50 yards left. And they go, wow, now I'm hitting 50 yards left. It's like, yeah, but you're doing half right. Let's just work on the other half. All I got to do at that point is get you to start your body before you pull your arms down. And now you hit it dead straight. And this is no joke, five, 10 minutes. I don't care who you are. I've proven it time and time and time again that I can fix your slice literally in five to 10 minutes. And the, like people don't realize that slice is a huge problem. You will do that for 50 years trying to figure it out. And you will never get it because you're hitting the ball with the face open every time. Why not hit it with the face closed? Okay, that at least the face is squaring. It's going beyond square, but at least it, squares that never squares so you will sit there forever trying to figure it out you'll never get it so go from slice you know and that's really because you're hitting it with your arms as hard as you can you know you're locking the you're locking the wrists keeping the face open so sit there loosen it up and just roll you can take your thumbs like this okay so you go to the backswing by the time you get to the target you're going to roll them over like that see thumbs to the target thumbs Thumbs to the the target just literally while you're sitting there going, oh, you know what? If I have my thumbs to the target, that would close the face. Yes. Now you get rid of the slice spin. That's only half, though. You got to get step one to get step two. Step two, once you can hook, let's say, 10 in a row, then you switch in your mind to firing your body first. If your body moves first, before your arms come in, no joke, you will hit it dead straight. <laughs> that, is that, something? that dovetails perfectly into our last, I don't know if it's a question or more of a comment because it's about the body. We have one last special celebrity guest, then we'll let you get on your way because I know you have a big day of teaching. But uh, I think you guys want to see this and want to hear from this man. Vic, will you run that question or statement? I don't know which one it is exactly. What is it? Body swing, getting the whole body to the, to the left side, right side, the left side, but also hitting against the left side, hitting against something. Johnny Miller used to tell me to hit against the left side and then release it. So that's something that uh, I don't really hear a lot of, but I think it's really important. If you're boxing, you want to hit against something. You want to throw against something. You want to hit the ball against something. So that left side really got to hit it and then let it go. Am I right? Not a question. It was, it was just, is he right? And of course, that's our guy that we have to that combine is, forces. That's our nemesis right there. <laughs> nah, but, but you <laughs> can tell. Did you like the way he subtly just did the Johnny Miller name drop? Yeah. That was a, yeah, that was a good one. And he, yeah. and, he, and he had his golf watch on because I'm sure he was heading out to the course or had just come back from the course. So what what do you feel about this that he said? Yes, that is a big part of it. Now that is part of your leg drive, the the legs in the swing. Remember, the legs are the motor to the swing. 
So you have to be making the proper lower body motion. Now, in order to hit into his left side, his hips would have to be rotated. He would have to have the back heel coming off the ground, so he's making the shift into the left side. But it's a shift and a turn at the same time. So he's shifting and turning. So like he said, with the uh, a boxer, right, with, with a punch, a throw, if you were throwing a ball, you would shift and turn like you wouldn't sit there trying to uh, trying to analyze how to do that you would do it because that's a natural move in golf you have to tell yourself to do that because there's an object sitting there and you're trying to hit the object you see what i mean so you're going to use your arms alice is showing how to use the body and that is exactly what i teach in the, the body swing so most people when they're just hitting with their arms you will see them at impact basically just hitting the ball flat-footed. And that is, you know, that's exactly what he's talking about there. You don't want to be flat-footed just whacking at that golf ball, you know? And that has got to be, no joke, 90% of the people I teach are literally flat-footed just facing the ball when they hit the ball. So to hit into the left side, you'd have to be coming off of the back side, like the, the back leg. Right. You know, and the weight has to be shifted Transfer. into the forward leg. Yes. Right. So, you know, just to get a simple feeling of it, I would be, you know, just throw a few balls overhand and see how you throw that ball, you know, or you could do it underhand too. Just you would naturally make that move. But again, in golf, you have to tell yourself to do that move. You will never do that naturally unless you're like six years old or eight years old. Because if you have arm strength, you will try to hit the object sitting in front of you because that's human nature. Use your, your brain body. is saying hit the object, right? All those so secrets, that's why you got to learn some moves. All yeah. those secrets are located at the body swing. And we have come to the point now of the show where we are going to turn people on to whether it's the website or whether it is the YouTube channel, whichever you want, you want to go. I suggest folks that you all go visit the official Paul Wilson, bodyswing.com website. That would be great. Uh, it's also Paul Wilson golf on YouTube. I think it's youtube.com slash Paul Wilson golf. And yeah. this is basically everything. There's so many secrets, golf hacks, much like the System 12 guitar method that we teach, I try to give guitar hacks. It, we have a lot of similar ideas when it comes to simplicity, getting the fundamentals right, and then exactly then being able to fix it on your own, being able to go on your own guitar journey, going on your own yeah. golf journey. And one thing, because we were so... That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! <laughs> now we're trying to get into every single plug in the last couple minutes. But the one thing I forgot that we forgot to do on every week that we've done for the last three weeks is Fan of the Week. That's what we've done here in the trenches. So... Our challenge this week was to uh, 
involve and hype up the Paul Wilson golf special on In the Trenches. And our fan of the week is Chris Vickery, because look at this post he put up. Obviously, a dedicated Roxy 77 golfer. Um, that's that's hole number 77. Go back up there to Chris uh, Vickery. Thank you very much, Chris. You are our fan of the week, folks. And um, I hope you're watching this right now in the chat. And Paul Wilson, I can't tell you how much I appreciate all the knowledge you've given me off the camera, but on this episode of our golf special. It's been great <laughs> well, having you, my you friend. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, I've kind of given people some things they can kind of think about. Just see it a little differently, you know? It's not about just whacking golf balls, okay? That is just the biggest mistake you can make. Keep your wrists super, super loose. It's a different feeling. And then hit it with your legs and hips, not your arms. If you even think like that, now you're thinking like a pro when doing the moves a pro would do. Okay, we're hitting it with our body, not our arms. Okay? It's not as hard. Golf is not, it's a hard sport, but everyone can play it, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's a game for a lifetime. Everybody retires from other sports to play golf. Right. You don't retire from golf to go play football. You know what I mean? So <laughs> this is a game for a lifetime, and I'm trying to build you a swing for a lifetime. Like when you're, you know, 105 years old, you should still be able to hit it like 200, 250, or at least 200. There's so many times when Alice will, will be on the course and he'll say, uh, Roxy, I'm going to do my old man swing now. And he'll do the old man's, just a body, and it'll go straight down the middle. You know, the Johnny Miller straight down the middle right. technique. And, and honestly... Um, that's the swing I'm looking for. It's, I think all of us and all the questions that came in, thank you very much to Kenny and Chuck and Paul and Alice for asking all those questions. I think we're all just striving for consistency. I know that Alice has that consistency, but for, for Paul and Chuck and Kenny and myself, we're looking for that consistency in golf. And thank you for all the videos that you've been making and creating the body swing so that we can sort of get some of that consistency. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's so much more simple than people are making it. You know what I mean? Keep it simple. Don't make it difficult. Do a few new moves. Do the practice swings around the house. And within no time, you'll have an effortless swing. And if it's effortless, then how would that ever hurt your body? You know? And why would you not be able to do that forever? You know, if a 12-year-old can hit it 250, then why can't you? You know? They're not strong. It's not about strength. You don't have to be, you know, strong to be loose. Anybody can be loose. So just start being loose. Right? What, what also I really appreciate about you and your YouTube channel, because honestly, your Instagram, you need to start posting, my friend. I've, I've been tagging you all week on this promo, and you, you don't have any Instagram. It's okay, because what you make up for lack of Instagram engagement, you make up for tenfold because you always respond to YouTube comments on I your do. videos. Yeah. So go check out Paul Wilson golf on YouTube as well as bodyswing.com um, because it really is a game changer. And hopefully in two or three months, when I get back out there on the road with Alice and the rest of the band, uh, we will be able to prove that, right? I am your, I am your, uh, that is our goal. Yeah. I'm your test monkey. I am your, um, lab rat. I am the, uh, 
Frankenstein, if you will, of golf. So um, this has been the In the Trenches a golf special. Thank you to everyone that's been in the chat. Um, and mostly thank you to you, Paul Wilson, for giving us all your golf knowledge. All right? Well, thank you, everyone. I really appreciate it. Hang on one second, Paul. Um, everybody, next week we will have Scream Idol as our guests uh, for In the Trenches. So start hyping that up right now. Who knows? Could be the next fan of the week. But congratulations to Chris Chris Vickery for this week. And he also said he's going to start playing golf as well uh, because of this episode. And anybody else that wants to start learning golf, it's great. Learn golf. Absolutely. Learn guitar. And of all things, enjoy the Roy. Enjoy the ride. Thank you very much, guys. In the trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello. Moby. Give him his guitars back. Oh man, thanks so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, dude. That was a blast. I was just that stressing. Was I was stressing that we were gonna get like not get you out on time because you know. But Vic, oh, no. Vic come on up here. You know, there you go. I was getting a little worried too. I know. <laughs> But but thank you so much for giving us your time, Paul. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh no problem. And that we'll, was fun. What we'll do is we'll 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 make uh, little clips out of the, like certain parts of it, and then we'll hype oh, okay. those, and then we'll send oh, cool. you those. We'll send you those clips if you want to uh, forward oh, them on to your followers and stuff like that. Yeah, I can post them on my site and just you know keep reminding people through emails to go check out the show if you they can put it on your that. Instagram and get that rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to post on there. <laughs> but you're so you're so good with engagement. Do you do all the comments on YouTube because you have a really oh, yeah. wow, well, dude. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're you're like a I know. you're a busy guy then, right? Yeah. Oh, it's just it's eight to twelve hours a day every day, like wow. literally. I know it's crazy. And is every uh, shot that you're hitting pretty much? You, do you never do you never think you don't think about flaring it? You don't think about you don't think about push fading? You don't think about? Oh, no, it? no. No, I'm just everything's in play. I'm just trying to repeat the exact same move every time. You know, I, I see that in the videos. at a certain level. At a certain level, like I'm really sensing, and and don't get me wrong, I am still thinking, don't hit the ball with your arms. Like to this day, I'm still thinking that. I still think, just let it go, let it go, trust it, let it go. You know, like feel the club head, just go wherever it wants to go. In no way am I going to influence it. I didn't want Part to get two, into, you guys are going to have to get into the short game. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Once you get into chipping and stuff, you can't yeah. think full body swing, right? Or can you? Yeah, you you've you've got to learn my pitching technique. It is phenomenal. I'm see, not kidding. It's a whole nother thing. Yeah, uh, see, yeah. Right. easy though. It's easy. It's really? super easy. Okay. It's hinge. Okay, you're going to hinge in the backswing. Three different three different backswings for three different shots: short shots, medium shots, long shots. Once you set the hinge, then you're going to take the belt buckle and turn the belt buckle to hit the shot. So imagine a 30-yard uh, pitch, right? right. On a 30-yard shot, you're not going to have a big leg drive, right? Not at all. You can't have a leg drive. Right. I, I think it's almost more. So, yeah. Right. So that's you with your machine that doesn't have a motor. If there's no motor on the machine, legs and hips, what's going to turn the drive shaft? So you're going to set the hinge. Now you're going to turn your body drive shaft by turning your belt buckle. So you hinge okay. and then you turn in your mind. Hinge, turn, hinge, turn, hinge, turn. No joke. I can get you hitting unreal pitch shots literally in five minutes. Yeah, it's a, that's a, 
So the inside game, my, my inside game is actually what saved me on the last round yesterday because I actually had a lot of good, you know, approaches. <laughs> but you know, what sort of what sort of scores are you shooting? Hundreds, hundred oh, one one oh one oh one oh. Oh But but I'm but here's the thing, Paul. I'm yeah. I'm I'm not doing this thing where oh it's you you, you uh, count a triple. And then if it's over a triple, you just go for a triple. Right. No, I'm counting right. every single score. Oh, yeah. So so yeah. I, I'm consistently – I was 99, 104, 105 my last three or four games. So so like okay. I said, there's a couple holes where the wheels fell off right. the track. I took the, I took the penalties. I got like, right. you know – but but yeah. I, I need to be at least in the low 90s. Well, at that level, um, and given me now seeing your swing, where you're at, within – no time. This is easy. Low eighties. I'm not kidding. Like this is this <laughs> is do, nothing. If I do that, I'll I'll, I'll legitimately be down. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding. This is it. This is a yeah. no brainer. Yeah. I look at your move, going. We got to do a few things here. Yeah. Change the shape of it. Let's get rid of the chicken wing. Yeah. Move your head. Keep it back there as you hit the ball. Though you can't be moving forward. Okay. I try. I did this yesterday. My 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 thought was the looking at the label. I actually set the label at the yeah. back, and I, I looked at yeah. the label, and there was a bunch of shots that actually did go my way. I was still having that problem. There was a couple times where it it I I actually missed the damn. It's almost like I shanked it because because I was thinking so right. much that the the ball went like like it it pulled so yeah. much and it just went. Yeah left and that's that's okay right. just think it's a move that i need in my swing right if every pro is like this when they hit the ball you need that move so no matter what it takes don't even care about the ball you're, you're probably going to hit pushes and push fades if you're doing it right because now you're changing the axis in your swing you're going to get the inside out path instead of coming over the top so but, really, just but I am hitting. I am hitting head. those pushes. That the, when it all yeah. starts to flow, it's still not straight down the middle. It's still a damn push. But I guess that's yeah. The, but keep in mind, that's just the path. Okay. Then you got the wrist rollover to get it to go straight. So just keep seeing direction, body, spin, wrists. If you're slicing it, the face is open. Your wrists are too tight. So you start rolling. Roll, I do, I do roll, that roll, roll on the thing, yeah. yeah. Right. So see, see the hand, the I hook like is, that. Yeah, the hook is better than the slice. So if you sat there and you hooked every single ball, you would then have step one, and we'd know what you're going to do before you even do it. At that point, I'd just be working body and get the tilt to straighten it out. You see what I mean? Like, keep it super simple. You start slicing it, start rolling. Roll. You're doing it too late. You got to roll right here, right from the top. You can't wait. You can't come down and then roll. It's you don't have enough time. You got it right up there. Roll, really? you know, and just keep doing it in your living room. Thumb, like I said, thumbs, and then thumbs. Just every day, yeah. roll, yeah. and you'll unlock your wrists. That's you want thumbs to the target, right? Be right, right from the get go. All right, all right. All right. As, as a thought, you as know, because yeah. you only have a quarter second from here to the ball. I know. So if you hesitate, if you hesitate. It'll be open every single time. That's what people don't realize. I you got I get people rolling it right here, right here. Roll. You got a quarter second, so you got to roll right away. Are you inspired to golf, uh, Bick? You know, golf. now <laughs> that you can see. I used to play see. a little bit. I used to play a little oh, bit. This okay. makes me want to go out and we've got a Top Golf uh, right up by the oh, amphitheater, okay. so I'm thinking I may go hit a few. That's great. 
There it very is. good. Very well, good. Paul, I thought but, you were a pro, Roxy. Huh? I thought you. <laughs> I, I I look like a pro. With as much all, I dress with like as a much pro. As you play, I thought you were just. Uh, well, that, that's the lady. problem. I play, but I have. I think. I feel that I have been practicing the wrong habits for too many years, Absolutely. and now because of Paul, I want to learn the right fundamentals because I want to be able to exactly. swing when I'm in my 80s and still be able to Absolutely. play competitively. You know, yeah. kind of like yeah. Alice does. So thank you very much, Paul. Okay, fellas. You know, yeah, have welcome. a great day and we'll and we'll talk thank soon. You. I'll let you know Talks what's soon. happening. Right. Thank you, Paul. See you. Okay. I'll give you a call Bye. later, Thanks, Vic. Mate. All right. See you guys. Okay. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.